This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now onto the show. Are you frustrated and confused about how to attract new clients? Nothing you have done is working and you're tired of waiting for the phone to ring. Imagine learning the tips and tools that will help you get noticed and booked by your ideal client and paid what you're worth for your amazing services. Now's the time to make your dream a reality and the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show will teach you how. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Welcome to another episode. This is episode 192. And yes, I am Anne-Marie Cross, brand and communication strategist, also known as the podcasting queen. The life of an entrepreneur, being your own boss, working your own hours and being in control of your days is something I know many people dream about. Now imagine being able to start your own e-commerce business selling physical products with nothing but your iPhone or your phone, smartphone and an Instagram account. Impossible? Absolutely not, because my guest today has done just that. Joining me on today's show to share his journey is Chris Jones. And Chris is an e-commerce entrepreneur and writes about his exploits in business at uniboy.com. And his mission in life is to demonstrate that you don't have to spend a lot of money to create a world-class store or have a sophisticated marketing operation. Some of the things that Chris is going to share on today's show is how to start an e-commerce business selling physical products with nothing but your phone and an Instagram account, how to build a line of excited customers before your product is even ready to launch, as well as how to hire a photographer to take pictures of your startup without spending a dime out of pocket. So welcome to the show, Chris. Hello. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. You really have created an e-commerce business with your phone and Instagram account. Before we get into the insights that you've learned along the way, tell us, how did you get started? What inspired you? Well, actually, it was a podcast. So I don't know if it's okay to plug other people's podcasts on on the show. I don't even remember what got me uh, listening to this one podcast. There's a gentleman by the name of Pat Flynn. Uh, Others have probably heard of him. and he he seems to be a real cool guy, and he just he just uh, I do most of my listening either on like long mountain bike rides or or at the gym. Mm-hmm. And I was listening I was listening uh, to Pat Flynn's show, and he had, you know, it's funny I can't even remember the guest name, um, but he actually he I mean he completely changed my life. So I was listening, and they were talking about. I'm sure that others out there who are interested in e-commerce have heard about this fulfillment by Amazon uh, business model, and mm-hmm. basically that's where. You want to sell a physical product, uh, but you don't know how to market it. We'll just partner up with Amazon, and you can actually even you can even send your products to their warehouse, and and you know their their shipples will will fulfill all of your orders for you. So you just kind of sit back and collect the money. Yeah. And uh, this is an idea that's been around for a while. It's nothing groundbreaking, but it was the first time that I had ever heard of it. And the way that he talked about it, he just made it seem so so simple that you could go and have your own physical products created. Some people listening to this show are going to relate to this, but you know, sometimes you hear an idea or you read it in a book, 
you know, you hear on a podcast like yours and Marie and, and like just the minute you hear it, you intuitively know that that's what, that's what yeah. you're meant to do. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like I couldn't stop thinking you, that's like the biggest sign is that you wake up the next morning and you're still thinking about that one idea. That's a good sign that that's probably has, you know, something to do with, uh, you know, what you should be doing. Yeah. And so, uh, I looked around and I thought, well, what kind of product could I create? You know, I, I don't want to just, uh, start selling random stuff. I want to do something, you know, I want to create a product that would actually add value to the, to the marketplace. Mm-hmm. And well, I spend all my time, you know, when I'm not at work at the time, I, I still had a day job, but I spent all my time at the gym and, uh, any man who goes to the gym can relate to this is that the clothing that they make for you, uh, for men mm-hmm. at the gym is just absolutely horrible. And in, in, in <laughs> yeah. uh, point of fact, like the, the worst thing ever is trying to find a, a pair of uh, pants that you can actually lift weights in or, or do any type of, uh, of the traditional movements that mm-hmm. men do, you know, so squatting, deadlifting, yeah. you know, the, the man type exercises, not to be sexist, okay, yeah, but the stuff yeah. you normally find guys doing in the gym. Just all the clothes out there are so ill-fitting, and, and uh, you know, most people, most guys in the gym are still wearing their sweatpants from the 10th grade because <laughs> there's just nothing else, you know, that's better out there. And so yeah. I thought, you know, that's something, you know, I really care, you know, I'm picky with clothes. I said, that's something where I can add value. So ended up uh, getting with some suppliers overseas and having, so I'd never designed clothes before. I'm not like a a fashionista or anything, but we created a great pair of pants and uh, I founded Beck Sport. Um, so that's B-E-C Sport. You can find us on Instagram or, or go to the website if you just want to check check out things. Now we have multiple products that we sell. It's still, it's still a small, small collection, but that's how I got started in, in mm, e-commerce. Amazing. And by the way, for those of you who have heard Chris mention Pat Flynn, his podcast is Smart Passive Income. Absolutely. I'm all yeah. about sharing because you know what? Um, the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show and the Podcast Network is all about making a difference together. And absolutely, I think if a message inspires someone, as you've just shared, to and completely catapult your journey, if you will, to a whole new direction where you are now impacting the lives, and I'm sure of many other men who are probably in exactly the same situation that you are in, that now have comfortable clothing to uh, to wear to the gym is, is just amazing. So uh, so let's just go back then to, to that time because someone might be listening today and thinking, you know what, if Chris can do it, maybe, maybe, maybe I can do that as, as no, well. No, for sure. <laughs> if I could do it, then I promise anybody can do it. Yeah, and I, you know what, and, and let's talk a little bit about this. What would you say to someone who's listening today who does have a dream but really hasn't dared to dream or take that dream further because they just don't think that it is possible for them. So I recommend this all the time. So we, you and I both and everyone listening to this, we all have different goals. They don't even all relate to business. Okay. So sometimes our goal is, oh, I want to lose weight or I want to go to the gym or I want to make more money or I want to start my own business. Or, you know, maybe it's personal. Maybe it's I want to have a better relationship with my mom. And we all have all these different goals just take losing weight or going to the gym. Uh, Oh, I'm going to start going to the gym every day. And then, you know, a weekend you decide, ah, you know, I can't do that. So Mm. the cliche answer that I'm getting at is that just take the first step. So if your goal is you want to create a a physical product and you want to go out there and sell it, kind of what I've done with Beck Sport, Mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't have to be closing. I mean, you can, I've met guys that create new gadgets or little gizmos that, you know, that the world needed. And, you know, now they have million dollar businesses um, and they didn't have any particular expertise. Um, Just take the first step. So the first step that I would recommend to anybody is sit down and ask yourself, 
what's something that you wish existed but doesn't? Or alternatively, ask yourself, what is something that I personally use but I wish it was better? Mm -hmm. And I think if you take either of those questions and you can come up with an answer to, to either one of those questions – and you, you know, you make your guiding principle that ultimately you just want to scratch your own itch. Mm -hmm. um, so create something that you yourself want to see in the world. Yeah. That that's a great place to start because that guarantees a market of one. And unless you're some kind of freak in nature, you're an alien from another planet. <laughs> the truth is, there's probably other people who wish exactly the same thing. So they wish that something existed, or they mm -hmm. wish that something that they currently use was better. One of the things that you also said too was that uh, you started to consider maybe because I'm uncomfortable with the clothing that's available and it's just not appropriate. Maybe other people are interested as well. And I'm sure, and you've mentioned this, that you were not into the designing of clothes. So how often do we come up with an idea and we stop there and we think, well, I don't know how to design clothes. But what you did, you actually sourced someone who was able to bring that expertise to the table. Did you go out and did you do some research as far as finding someone who could do this for you? What, what were the steps that you took? It's both harder than it sounds and also not as hard as it sounds. So mm. let me explain. Um, nowadays, it's easier than it's ever been to find somebody, find an expert online who yeah. can help you create this without spending a ton of money. So mm. uh, resources like Alibaba, can be your friend uh, where you can go out and find suppliers who are willing to make very small quantities of something. So mm -hmm. 10 or 20 years ago, you might have had to invest $50,000 to start a brand like like I did. My first investment, uh, which was a really struggle, for, it, was a, it was a big struggle for me at the time, but my first investment was just over $500 to have my first order uh, created. And that was just because I worked with a supplier that was willing to uh, you know waive their minimum. And there are tons of suppliers out there just like that. So no matter what you want created, uh, you don't necessarily have to have some huge nest egg or some investor working with you. I literally, and I actually wrote about this on my website, but I literally funded my first purchase order with uh, stuff out of my house that I sold on eBay. And of course, it grew from there. I mean, obviously, mm -hmm. that yeah. grew, uh, that gave you a number of different products. And so what, what, what was the next step that you took? So once I had created a product that I was happy with, I had a photo shoot done. And uh, the crazy thing about this is that uh, photo shoots can be really, really expensive, um, but I didn't spend any money. And uh, you can go to my website and, and still see the results of that very first uh, photo shoot. Mm -hmm. Absolutely phenomenal. Wow. Um, and I actually wrote a, a lengthy guide on my website about how anybody can outsource and find a photographer for free. And I think that it's really useful because photography is one of those fields where everyone knows somebody who's in photography, but photographers absolutely hate being hit up for free work. You know, yeah. if you've ever had a friend who's who's a photographer, then you know that the, their, their biggest pet peeve is when somebody's like, oh, come come shoot my wedding for free or come, come do some portraits for me for free. Uh, it's something that happens all the time and it's something that really annoys photographers. So I presented a new method to recruit a photographer totally for free without spending any money out of pocket. I like to spend as little money as possible during the, the startup so, phase before mm -hmm. there's any profit. So did a uh, photo shoot. Then I came to the point where I thought, how am I going to market this? This was at the same time I was trying to get approved to sell on Amazon. So you remember the thing that inspired me to get into this is I thought, I'm going to sell this all through Amazon. Like the orders are going to go through Amazon and the fulfillment's going to be done by Amazon. And I'm just going to be one of those guys that sits back and collects a big check at the end of the month, right? Well, while I was waiting to be approved, it takes it, it can take some time, especially to get approved to sell clothing on. Uh, I didn't know when I got started, but it's one of the the hardest categories to get to get approved okay. for on on Amazon. So while I was sitting around waiting, I thought, well, 
I really want to look the part of, of being a, like a, like a serious company. And so I'm going to start some social media accounts and I'm going to get on Instagram and start posting some pictures so that when people see me, they think, ah, oh, Beck Sport, now there's a serious brand. Okay. And so originally it was nothing more than I just wanted to pretend to be a real brand so that people took me seriously. Mm -hmm. Right. And, uh, I ended up developing a strategy, which you might want to ask me about, but I ended up developing a strategy that started generating sales like pretty much on autopilot around the clock. It happened so quickly and it was so successful. Pretty soon after that, I abandoned the idea of selling on Amazon oh, altogether. I just decided I didn't really want to pay them when I knew how to generate my own customers. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, so the rest was history from there. Uh, but I ended up deciding I was going to do all my own fulfillment and do all my own marketing. So now I, I actually never ended up working with Amazon. That's incredible. Just let's just circle back and we'll certainly put links to some of these great articles that you're mentioning. But for people who I'm, I'm sure have gone, all right, Chris, we want to know what what is one tip that you can share with us when we're approaching a photographer? What should we be, be doing? Do you want to just share one or two things that uh, people need to consider if they want to approach a photographer? Obviously, I do recommend that, that everyone read the complete guide if mm. they're interested in this because there's a bunch of different pieces, and I actually share some of the emails and scripts that you can use. Yeah. But I'll tell you the biggest tip is to, first of all, think bigger. You know, Most people think, oh, my uncle has a camera, and he's kind of good at photography, and, and so they go that route because they don't mind asking their uncle for a favor. Problem is, is that your product isn't going to be that good. You know, your uncle sucks at taking pictures. No yes. offense. First of all, think bigger than, than you're used to thinking and realize that you can either hire a professional photographer or a semi, you know, like a, like an aspiring professional, somebody who's dabbling on the side, but eventually wants to be a full-time photographer. So somebody who's got some real talent and you can do that as long as you make sure that your motives are aligned with their motives. And it's really not that difficult. So there's a ton of people, photographers, because uh, there's not a huge barrier of entry to start you know, your own photography business, who have a lot of experience when it comes to like family portraits or like wedding pictures or that sort of thing, but who would desperately love to get into the product photography. So like physical products and working for magazines and taking pictures of food and products. And it's a totally different game. And you actually need to have a portfolio if you want to get into that line of work. All right. And so this is where your motives line up with the photographer's motives. So you want a great photo shoot of your physical product and you want someone else to do it so you don't have to learn the whole trade by yourself. And they want experience in product photography. They want to build a portfolio. And so you can basically arrange just by asking the right people to send off an email, say, hey, I have a new startup. We have zero budget, but I would really like to do like a great photo shoot, like a professional quality photo shoot. Whatever you take, uh, you're happy to keep and use for whatever you want. You know, I just need somebody who's willing to get involved for free or maybe for, for like a, a sample of our product. And that's what I ended up negotiating with my photographer who was an athlete. And so he got some free clothes. Yeah. Win-win, win-win all around. And uh, so yeah. absolutely great, great insights there. So let's then talk about, because I want to hear, hear more and I'm sure others are interested too, because you said, okay, whilst you were waiting for the Amazon approval to come through, you decided I'm going to create an online footprint, if you will. You opened an Instagram account and before long you recognized, hang on a minute, I've got a, re I've got a formula that really is working to the point where you didn't continue uh, on with Amazon. Now, yesterday I shared at a, an event that I spoke at that I don't know if you've heard Chris of the the website called internetstatslive.com and as at 2:03 p.m. 
yesterday there had been 39,143,790 Instagram photos that had been shared on that platform. Wow. That is a lot of photos and it continues That's to grow. So you now saying that you set up an account and you've got this great strategy that obviously your photos stood out your ideal client started recognizing them to the point that you really started to create a great business from that. So take us take us back over the steps that, that you implemented to achieve that level of success. I started posting a few photos and like anybody who started an Instagram account and posted a few photos, I was embarrassed to realize that nobody liked my <laughs> account. I didn't have any followers, nobody liked any pictures. And I thought, huh, well, how, how do I change that? And mm. so I did what you're supposed to do whenever you don't know the answer to something. You Google it, right? Yeah. And so I started Googling, and uh, those who were experts at Instagram at the time, they suggested that, well, if you go engage with other people, that they'll engage back. And so you want followers? Well, go follow some people. You want people to like and comment on your stuff? Go like and comment on their stuff. I didn't really want to follow anybody at the time because mm. uh, I didn't want to ruin my feed. I only followed the people that I wanted to follow. But I decided I can do the like and comment thing. And so every night I got off work at 5 p.m. I had a, I had a day job back then. And uh, I got off work at 5 p.m. And I would go home while uh, my friends would sit on the couch and watch TV. I would be scrolling Instagram and I would go to my favorite hashtag. So you know how hashtags work. Mm -hmm. So you go to like uh, I was interested in the gym. So I would go to a hashtag like back squat. Uh, it's a particular exercise that people love to share videos of on the, on Instagram. I would scroll through and I would like every photo in the hashtag. Whenever I passed a guy who was wearing gym pants that didn't really think much of or I thought were ugly, I would comment something tongue-in-cheek, but I would comment something like, hey, don't you think it's time for some new gym pants? And what I realized was that it worked. People would engage back with me. They would come to my account. They would follow me. Mm -hmm. They would like my pictures and they would comment back. And so I thought, wow, this is this is fantastic. I, I cracked the code and I thought it was a genius. OK, except for about three days into the strategy, my dedication and determination was was flagging. Mm -hmm. and, and I realized I'm the kind of guy that will create a system for anything. So yeah. ask me to make 10 peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Well, I'm going to spend the first two hours creating a system to save myself 10 minutes, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, make peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. I decided about three days in, I thought I can't do this anymore. I'm going to find something that I, or a system that can automate or replicate this behavior for me. Mm. And there's actually some great automation software out there where you can take your normal human behavior, so just the sort of thing that I was doing with people, and you can let it engage with you on your behalf. And I will, will go ahead and I'll go ahead and tell you right now. So a very common thing that I get is people say, "Oh, that's so soulless. How can you let a robot engage with your customers? You can never replace real authentic, you know, human engagement." And while that's true, you can't really replace human engagement. The truth is the people who understand automation are just using it to replicate something that they were already doing on their own. Mm -hmm. So I don't recommend treating it like it's some kind of magical robot that's just going to spit out followers for you. But if you use it intelligently, I was doing this activity for about two or three hours a night for three nights. Well, now that I had the automation software, I could do it 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. And so your output is just staggeringly better. By the way, the software that I use, and I, you know, I don't get paid like an affiliate fee or anything like that to, to use them. I just really like them. Their name is Instagress. So you can find them Instagress.com. There's other products out there, but I will tell you, I've done some reviews of all of them, and I still like Instagress the best. Actually, 
after I started referring people to them, I, I wrote a guide that you can find on my website. I ended up referring like well over a thousand people one weekend to their, um, to their service. Yeah. And so they actually did get in touch with me and said, you get a 5% discount for life, but <laughs> <laughs> it's a really inexpensive service anyway. So it didn't amount to a lot of money. Um, but they're nice people. They're, they're really great people. So anyway, I like to tell people it's kind of like email automation. So nowadays it's completely understood and everybody does it where if somebody signs up for your email list, no matter what kind of business you have, they get an automated response, right? You're not going to go and send them a manual answer just and tell them, thank you for signing up for your email form. Are you? No, no you send an automated response. Mm -hmm. And you know, that's been around for long enough that people have kind of accepted it. Um, but they feel a little uncomfortable when it's on Instagram. But I think that it, I think, you know, automation should be used to connect with more people and expand your reach, you know, leverage your time. It shouldn't be used like it's some kind of magic machine that's going to generate sales and followers for you. You know, use it intelligently, use it to replicate, you know, real human behavior. And I think you'll be all right. And, and, and as you said, uh, you've got an article which provides a bit more information, the step by steps, because yeah. sometimes I, and I think that I've, I've been able to, well, you can determine who are the people that provide or that are using similar services. So I don't know how they work, but I can imagine if you've got a number of uh, kind of standard responses that you might share, you'd have, need to be quite careful because imagine if someone had posted, you know, quite a serious a photo and, and the comment that you've said to them is like, you know, props or some, whatever it might be. <laughs> <laughs> the response might be totally, you know, misaligned or inappropriate in, in some instances. So, and just like you said, if you are gonna have a conversation with with someone, you would make sure that your response was appropriate. So similarly with uh, the, the conversations. And I actually do give mm. some tips for the, for writing an effective comment Yeah. Um, that won't be out of context. Once in a blue moon, you might make an inappropriate comment, but by and large, and I really do encourage people to go see some of the sample comments because I, I share the exact comments that I use and you yeah. can use them as a template. But the reason why I recommend that you be clever about the comment that you leave because you know you really can offend people or hurt feelings if if you don't put some thought into it. You yeah. know, be like I said, be intelligent, be thoughtful. But mm -hmm. I I share some some very specific tips to avoid ever having a, a moment like that. <laughs> yeah. So okay. So then you started to automate that process. So I'd imagine that through that commenting, people were coming back, visiting your obviously your Instagram feed, following you because I know that you've got you know tens of thousands of followers now so did you find that an increase in followers certainly also started to impact uh, the sales the, the amount of sales that you do, you were um, generating through that yeah so it did it did first I, I will tell you I hear from a lot of people that start using automation and they'll tell me oh my Instagram is exploding now but I'm just not getting any sales so a couple of a couple of pointers first of all you have to start with a product that people actually want, and that's when it, that's where it goes back to that method that I that I shared at the very beginning of our conversation. Mm. You know, make sure that you've created something that there's actually a market for, and there's there's no substitution for creating a great product that people actually want. But assuming you have something that most people, you know, or your particular market, and you're targeting the right people, and you and you have something that they want. So my first sale actually came by accident. I still remember it very vividly. I think I think everybody remembers exactly where they were when they generated their first online sale. I'm sure you do, Anne-Marie. Mm -hmm. I was sitting on the couch. The TV was on, and my phone was in my back pocket, and I got a familiar do-do-do, you know, if you have an iPhone yeah. uh, sound. And I knew, because I have actually have my text message set to a different ringtone, I knew that that was my PayPal notification. Ah. And 
So I opened my phone and it said, somebody sent you $85 or whatever the price was with yeah. shipping mm-hmm. uh, for the order. And I thought, well, that's strange. Why would somebody send me $85? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I opened it up and I went to my email and there it was, Beck Sport order confirmation. And I thought, wow, I don't even have my product yet. So this is the funny part of the story. I, I actually hadn't received the shipment yet, but the website was open and you could go and check mm. out. Um, I just didn't expect anybody to do it because I wasn't really pushing it yet. Like I wasn't telling people, go to the website and buy. But somebody had literally found the pictures that I'd been posting of our product on Instagram, surfed over to the website, you know, cl- you know, following the link, mm-hmm. and liked the product description well enough that they just decided, bing, and, and that was my first sale. And then after that, within a couple of days, the sales started compounding. And so I decided – I did make a conscious decision that I was going to take pre-sales, but I was a little smarter about it. So I wow. put in the product description that this product won't actually be shipped for about – you know, 45 days yes. or whenever I was expected to receive my shipment. Wow. And I ended up, before I received that shipment, I ended up selling every single unit that I had ordered in that first purchase order before the shipment even arrived. So that was a big success for me. When you've got any kind of product, you really do need to take photos that are, well, that inspire, you know, customers that really do show your products in the best possible light to get them really excited about that. And I'm sure that that was really what generated that interest. The photos that you took of the product was just incredible. They clicked right through to the website and and then purchased. Had you always done that or did you find that the the style of photography and, and how you positioned, you know, the merchandising, if you will? Mm. Yeah, so that's a great question. So, you know, people always question when I wrote this guide about how to outsource your photography and hire a professional photographer, they always say, why, I don't know why you wrote that. You know, it's so easy nowadays, you know, you can, you can take great product photos with your iPhone or you can, you can do it yourself. So there's a big DIY movement when it comes to product photography. Mm -hmm. And I always answer, well, first of all, I credit virtually all of my, my sales for the first six months that my store was open to the fact that I just had incredible product photography. Nobody ever got to my store and questioned, ah, you know, maybe this is some upstart. Maybe I don't really trust this company. Yeah. They, I immediately looked like a big time company, which is important for establishing trust online. I looked like a big time company because I had professional quality photos. Okay. That's like a really, it's subtle. Okay. But it's a really strong indicator that look, you can trust me. We had a professional photo shoot. What kind of, what kind of untrustworthy company would go to the trouble of, uh, you know, having a, like a really professional quality photo shoot. So that's number one. And the number two is, there's going to be a lot of things that require your time and attention when it comes to starting your own business. Don't waste time doing something that's not your passion. Okay. So if you're mm-hmm. already a very passionate photographer, now actually I am. Okay. But I still just decided, you know, the better you get at photography, it's not like it becomes less time consuming. It actually becomes more time consuming if you really get into uh, the nitty gritty and, and want to become a great photographer. And most people, won't ever become a great photographer. It's not, you know, not everyone has that talent. So I recommend save the time, recruit somebody who's already good at it. When I do a photo shoot, I always want to make sure that I get product photos, but then I also get photos that can go on the Instagram. Mm. And you could tip in a single afternoon with one photographer, you can generate six to 12 months of Instagram content so that you're not always having to come up with new content. If you had a brick and mortar store, you're not going to throw your products in, you know, in shelves that just make the product look unpresentable. You're just not going to do that. So from the same token on an online store, you're going to present your products 
in the best possible way. And uh, absolutely, and the fact that you're saying that you can create a whole range of different product photo line uh, of the product line uh, and, and use that over 12 months. My goodness, why why wouldn't you? So again, source source top quality photographers. But what would you say would be one or two other really important insights that people need to know about if if they want to follow a similar journey that you have? The, the truth is, I like to keep it simple. I think. You obviously have to start with a great product. That was the first thing we talked about. You got to make sure that it's presented like you just like mm. you put it very eloquently. You got to make sure that it's presented in an attractive or desirable way. And then you have to go out and you have to connect with your customers. And I do think that automation should play a you know is going to play an essential role in that for for people who want to follow a similar method. Mm -hmm. um, I, I will I'll give you one metaphor that I think really seems to so if people are struggling with the concept of how to how to get in touch with people and how to get them to buy from them on, on Instagram. Mm -hmm. I like to imagine Instagram like a really big social gathering or like a large party with, you know, you got some friends there, but mostly it's people you don't know. And I want you to think of Instagram engagement. And by the way, Anne-Marie, I think that you should go, you should go through this guide. I think that you could actually use it to generate new podcast listeners. I mean, you, I know you already have tons of podcast listeners, but every marginal bit helps. And so mm. I think that you could use a very similar method to attract new listeners to, uh, to the podcast. Okay. But yeah. imagine you're at this big social gathering, any engagement that you can, or any activity that you can do to engage with somebody on Instagram. So a like a comment or a follow is basically like walking up behind them at a party and sort of tapping them on the shoulder just to get their attention. And so when you're setting up this automation, think this is me tapping them on the shoulder. What are they going to see when they turn around? Okay, and so if you're this hideous, you know, ogre-looking thing, when they turn around, <laughs> they're probably not going to follow you. Yeah. Okay, or they're or they're not going to engage you in conversation, right? Or mm -hmm. or be interested in buying anything that you have to sell. But, you know, imagine that you're at a party, uh, Anne Marie, and some, you know, debonair, uh, you know, uh, you know, handsome. Who's in Australia? Who's like the heartthrob that uh, that uh, all the women are in love with these days? Oh my goodness! Is it Hugh? Is it Hugh Jackman? You guys. Still let's like just say Hugh. Yeah, let's just. Okay, say so Hugh. if if uh, somebody taps you on the shoulder and you turn mm -hmm. around and it's Hugh Jackman, mm -hmm. okay, I think you probably engage him in conversation, right? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, for sure, and I'm sure that he want to talk to you too. So I recommend try to be Hugh Jackman rather than some kind of hideous ogre when people turn around. Um, automation is not going to automatically generate sales for you. Mm -hmm. um, it's just going to create the opportunity where you can talk to somebody and it'll do it around the clock on autopilot. Currently I'm on a small hiatus from Instagram cause I'm working on some other projects and I'm, you know, it's just still just me and a couple of employees. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm just on a, I'm just on a hiatus. I'm just prioritizing. And yet I still have sales coming in multiple sales. Most days, not really doing anything except for letting my automation software go out and touch people and say, Hey, you know, whatever my comment says, or, yeah. Hey, I'm going to follow you. And then they say, well, who's Beck sport. And they click through and they see, and you know, they scan through some of my posts and I've got nice little sales messages in those posts and they click through to the website and they, and they order something. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Just, just one question that I'm sure people are asking because with Amazon, they, they are the fulfillment office. Do you then have a fulfillment place that does that now on your behalf that you use or, or how you've got that all set up? This is one of my favorite tips that I hardly ever get to share with anybody. So there comes a point in every business's life when you're doing too many orders to really fulfill on your own and do a good job at customer service and getting people their, their orders shipped on time. Mm. And I hit that, you know, you know, you just start dreading it. You think, Oh God, every day. And you think, 
you know, I should be grateful that I'm generating enough yeah, orders that it's actually a pain in the butt for me, but mm -hmm. I just dread it. Okay. And so I went out and I actually started placing an ad because it turns out that there's actually, I had never thought about this before, but I hope this doesn't come across as offensive. I, I definitely don't mean it that way. There's actually, I found that I really love different ministries that employ single mothers because there's a lot of single mothers that are looking for work, mm -hmm. but they want to do it from home so that they can still be with their kids. Ah. Okay. And so I, I hope that people don't take this as like exploiting single mothers. I see it as uh, creating a I great think what a great opportunity for, for them. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, you know, at first, you know, maybe it only takes, you know, four to five hours per week of work to, to fulfill this stuff for them. In my case, when I was going out and searching, my mom actually decided that she want, she's my biggest fan. Mm. And so she wanted to get involved. And so now my mom actually fulfills all the orders. She was in a position where she wanted to earn, you know, she lives alone and she wanted to earn a little extra money. And so we just have like a, you could either do like a commission so that you pay a certain amount per fulfillment yeah. or you could just pay like an hourly rate. And so mm -hmm. there are tons of single mothers who would love to work like an extra four or five hours a week and get paid, you know, like a, like a really hands, I don't know what the minimum wage in Australia is, but yeah. here it's only like seven fifty, And so I, you know, I'd be happy to pay somebody about $12 an hour you know, which is a great bonus on top of what our minimum wage is. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's like a, it's another win-win uh, situation. And so I find without spending, you know, a huge amount of money and we're getting to the point where eventually I'm just going to have to hire a full-time fulfillment agency, mm -hmm. but we're not quite there yet. So if you ever find yourself in that in-between stage where you don't want to do it anymore, but you don't, you're not making enough to like fully outsource it, yeah. then talk to Make some up people. Your own. Your, That's right. Fantastic. So tell us again your website. Tell us again your Instagram account. How can we get in touch with you? So if you want to get in touch with me, go to the website. It's unoboy.com. So U-N-O-B-O-Y, just six letters, mm -hmm. unoboy.com. Uh, and my real email address is published on there, and I still answer 98% of the emails that I get is, you know, sometimes it takes a couple of weeks, but I try to get to everyone. Uh, now, if you want to see like my brand, of course, there's links to it from the blog, but you can find it. It's Beck Sport. So B-E-C-S-P-O-R-T. And you can look it up on Instagram or go to the website, BeckSport.com. That's, that's probably the best way to find it. Fantastic. Look, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your journey. And uh, yeah, for, for people who have listened to Chris today, please reach out and let him know that you heard him share his story on our podcast. Thanks so much, Chris, for coming on the show. Yeah, no, thank you. know how to prolong the battery life on your Microsoft Surface Pro? Over the next number of episodes, I'll be inviting one of my fellow Microsoft Surface brand ambassadors to join me on the show to share a tech tip so you can boost your productivity, especially when it comes to technology in your business. Joining me on today's show with her tech tip is Tech Coach HQ herself, Megan Yemmer. So welcome, Megan. Good afternoon, Anne-Marie. So you've got another tech tip for us today. I have. Recently, I was out at a conference and I'd been madly working on my Surface Pro and uh, it had decided the battery was rather low. So when I was at the Microsoft stand, they gave me some great tips that they can help me to you know, get the most usage out of my Surface. Mm -hmm. So one of the things you can do is to enable uh, your battery saver, which is down the bottom right-hand corner. You can just uh, swipe across from the right-hand side. Do you miss screen brightness? Now, 
some of us need our screen to be really bright or you don't kind of feel normal. So I, I often have mine up full bore. Yeah. But really, if you can have it a little bit lower, um, it's actually pretty much in the mo case for most devices. Mm. But that really does save your battery. Disable Cortana. So Cortana obviously is taking some more issues and background app permissions. Often it will be doing things in the background and that's really on any device, mm -hmm. but making sure you turn those off and then that makes, that makes a huge difference. Fantastic. So doing all those things is definitely going to prolong your battery so that if you are in an event such as what you are at, you don't have to go running around with your power cord going, where can I plug this into? Yeah, makes, it definitely makes a difference. Yeah, absolutely. Now you are someone who specialises in tech tips. How do we get in contact with you if we want to know more? Well, you can check out my Facebook page, which is www.facebook.com, techcoachhq. Or uh, you can check out my Instagram at Megan A. Yammer or my, one of my Facebook groups that I have. It's called Tech Made Simple. And, yeah, look for Tech Coach HQ. Look forward to hearing more tips and upcoming shows. Okay, thank you so much, Anne-Marie. Are you a specialist who supports small business and you want to increase your visibility, reach and influence with your own podcast channel, but you don't want to handle the back-end management and ongoing promotion of your show? The Ambitious Entrepreneur Podcast Network is on the lookout for a select group of specialists who are ready to become an influencing voice in their industry. So if you're an aspiring podcast host or if you have an existing business-focused podcast and you're looking for ways to increase your exposure, reach and results by leveraging our podcast network platform, let's talk. To find out more, go to www.ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash podcast host. That's www.ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash podcast host. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Well, that brings us to the end of another show. I know that you have taken away lots of notes, lots of insights, particularly if you've had a dream and you haven't quite taken action, you've certainly got uh, some things that you can start to do and check out all of the resources that Chris mentioned. We've got all of those listed on our show notes as well. Hey, for those of you who have subscribed to our podcast channel, thank you so much. It really is an honor that you are spending time with us each and every week. You're also going to be the first person to know when we release a new show and have another experts such as uh, Chris sharing their journey. If you haven't already subscribed and you don't want to miss out, don't worry. All you need to do is go to ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash AES iTunes. Have a fantastic week. Um, shout out. Let us know what uh, insights that you are taking action on and let us know um, yeah, how it's impacting you. So thanks again for coming on the show, Chris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>